John Madden. I mean, without John Madden, there would be no Madden video game. Hall of Fame coach, uh, second winningest coach in NFL history. A broadcaster. Was the youngest coach to ever get to 100 wins. And he was such a winner. Yeah, he the best winning percentage of all time. So really, is there any other choice than having John Madden as the coach of the All-25 team? Fans want him on the sideline. It's amazing to see him there you know, with the greatest players from his video game. He brings his playbook with him onto the team. You're going to see a playbook that is what he would do if he had these guys in the NFL right now. So, Who better than Coach Madden uh, to lead the greatest players of all time? Xbox Live episode 256, Game of the Year 2013! Yeah! The crowd goes wild! That's right, we have an official Game of the Year already. Um, and stick around because you're going to hear about it. I am your host, Mark, AK Wingman709, and with me as always is my bestest buddy, Rob. What's up, everybody? Also known as Presar on Xbox Live. And yeah. and I can say he was on Xbox Live this week. I saw you pop online. I know. Well, actually, I was online when you popped online. No, I saw it say Presar is online. Oh, because I was well, I in a party too. with someone else, and I was like, "Wow, I think it's the first time I've ever been on and seen Presar get on." And they started laughing. <laughs> so we were. Oh, all you missed like, that funny guy. I was like, man, I got to write this day down. Yeah, circling in the it's, calendar. It's like he's here. <laughs> He's getting that one day in on yeah. his yearly renewal. But <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, he's logging in to renew Xbox. Exactly. That's Gold. probably all it was. <laughs> Xbox. So, um, I know Rob likes to always state that this podcast was recorded in the This Xbox Live Studios on August twenty fifth, twenty thirteen. Is it already already the twenty fifth? It is the twenty fifth. Can you believe that? Oh. So. That's crazy. Dude, my wife came in the other day and she's like, but she she hands me this piece of Halloween candy. Dude, I get mad at her. I'm like, she's like, I got you something. And I'm like, oh, thanks, year old Halloween candy. I said, it's disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, I was actually mad at her. And she's like, I just bought it. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And she goes, dear, they already got the Halloween candy out. I said, yeah, they do. no, I said, that's not till the end of October. It's, our, it's only... Uh, well, yeah, we are at the end of August, aren't we? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So then I ate it, and it was really good. Win-win. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I was. I was, like, all mad. I thought she was trying to give me, like, really old Halloween candy or something. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh. I just bought it. So. Yeah, well, that's Halloween creep. It is, man. It's like, oh, my goodness, Christmas is almost here. So. Well, but, next week is when the Christmas stuff will appear in the stores. Yeah, no sure. Kidding. Yeah, because they they skip they skip uh, Thanksgiving altogether. So yeah. yeah. Well, so next week Christmas stuff will be in the stores, and tomorrow Thanksgiving. Yeah, there you go. For a day. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, welcome to this Xbox Live podcast. Uh, we're glad you guys could come here and spend that's right some time with us. We've got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of topics. We got a lot of comments from the community this is going to be a fun yes, filled sir, show yes, sir. but before we start rob i've got to take a little moment i gotta get on my soapbox if you will and all right i'm pushing the soapbox over to you <laughs> crunch 
And now, Deep <laughs> Thoughts by Wingman709. <laughs> okay. Um, I got to ask, Rob, did you did you happen to watch – now, well, first of all, stop me if we talked about it last week. I don't think we did. Oh, I, I we, won't remember. Did we talk about um, – because I talked about it to several people this past week, but GamesCon was running, right? It was uh, – Well, it was, well, was going to start. It was going to start. Okay. I got to yeah, – you know, We talked briefly about it. Sometimes I, I get a little confused. Did we talk about Sony's press conference? Which at GamesCon? Yes. No, because GamesCon hadn't happened yet. Oh well, there you go. Okay, so I just gotta make sure, man. I'm, I'm, dude. My mind is going. I swear. Um, I think <laughs> it has went. It's gone. <laughs> See ya. Uh, I am without speech. Um, no. So I actually listened to the Sony conference mainly for right. one thing, because I wanted to hear. I knew that they were going to announce. They had stated they were going to announce their release date. You know, their, their plans for releasing the PlayStation 4. So right. I, I wanted to hear when it was coming out because that kind of, you know, we kind of were sold and kind of settled. I think last week we talked about, yeah, November 29th makes sense. You've got all these stores saying, you know, you got 30 days or whatever. You know, if you buy the game within the first 30 days, you can mm-hmm. upgrade to the Xbox One, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. So yep. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense if Call of Duty's coming out, you buy the 360 version at the beginning of November, and Xbox One comes out the end of November, that makes sense that, you know, you can get it, play it, and then 30 days later, up, you know, trade it in and only pay 10 bucks to get the new version. Well, you actually pay 60 bucks, and then you get like $50 back in a mail-in rebate, you know, the fine print there. But, um, so, but, I, I've always felt Microsoft is going to, they want to be out before Sony again. Okay, so I figured they're probably going to release, you know, I always said uh, 11, 12, 13, but I was hoping for November 5th. So Sony came out, so I was listening to them. That's the only reason I listened to it. Okay. This is not, I want to say right now, I'm not bashing, I'm not hating, so all you haters out there can just, you know, you can throw the hate you want at me, it's not going to work. Because I just have a question, because this is a thought that ran through my mind. Okay. Um, I have I have no problem with Sony. I have no problem with the PlayStation. I hope it's successful. I, I think having more platforms is great. I I, I wish oh, Nintendo for sure, yeah. would get their get their act together and put out a decent platform that actually gave these other two guys some competition because they don't even care about Nintendo anymore. You know, that's just a joke. It's it's actually yeah, it's not relevant. Yeah. Right. So here's my thought. Um, I'm listening and I hear some announcements and. This is what I hear when they're, they're like, and there's the, this is coming out. Thank you. And you hear like, oh, can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. A little golf clap, you know. It's very mellow, very mellow crowd. Um, and, 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 and I also, and just, just to say, there was a Microsoft short, I think it was only 30 minutes. There was a briefing. I did post a link up in our Facebook group. You could watch the, the, um, quote press conference, if you will. Um, and, and Microsoft was the same way. The press was kind of like, okay, you know, they were like, yeah, they weren't all like crazy, like, oh, yeah, you're the greatest, right? They were just like, oh, okay, that's nice, you know, that's good news. You know, okay, I like that. Okay, I like what I'm seeing. It was very mellow, very calm. And that's the okay. way Sony was, you know, and I was surprised a couple times they made an announcement, and I'm like, okay, that was kind of an awkward, like, the guy, like, pauses, like, yeah, you know, and then there's, like, no clapping, and then finally someone starts clapping. It's like, oh, we're supposed to clap here, okay. So I was kind of like, hmm, you know, the, the crowd didn't seem in it. Until 
Sony put on their political ball cap, if you will, and decided to run for office. Because at E3, they did it, and they did it again at Gamescom, and it's like all they're doing is mudslinging and and taking jabs at Microsoft constantly. And it's like, I, I feel like, and that's got the biggest applause. Like, everybody was, like, freaking out again. And I'm like, so the crowd there at the Sony conference was more excited about someone up on stage going, Microsoft sucks. And they're like, yeah, dude, you're awesome. Microsoft yeah. suck. And then they go, oh, we're going to release a game X, Y, and Z that you've all been wanting for 20 years. And they're all like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Like, no, you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, oh, yeah. The crowd is more excited. And I was gonna, I was gonna do it this week. I just didn't have time. I was gonna cut out the, like, go into the plate in the conference and cut out. Like, here's him saying an announcement. Here's the cl- applause. Then listen to the applause when he says, Microsoft sucks, you know? Um, and it, it blew my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh. These people are like freaking out, losing their minds because they bashed another company and i don't get that it's like if i'm going to and and i'm so happy that microsoft is not doing that okay and but it's like i feel like i'm like sony's trying to win an election because this is like what this is like watching a political election here in the states you know running for president they never talk about what they want to do they always just slam the other guy and i hate it it's like it's so stupid. It's pointless. And this is what Sony is doing. And I don't get it. And, I've, and I'm not the only one that feels this way because I've talked to a few people on live this week that said the same thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know my good buddy Democulus is really actually upset at Sony. You know, he's just like they just don't have anything. And I think that's maybe that's why they're going after. Let's try to get in the press. Let's try to make our competition look bad because hey, we don't have anything. And he was even talking about their games, their 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 titles at launch. There's, you know, they got a new Gran Turismo coming out, but it's for PlayStation Three. It's not even for PlayStation Four. We yeah. got our Racer coming out on Xbox One. I mean, it's coming out on the new hardware. Sony's not doing that, you know. So it just it, it struck me that like I think they don't have anything. All they've got is a cheaper price because they're not giving you everything. There's there's less hardware, so they can make it cheaper. You know, and they're trying to tout like, you know, oh, we've always been for the gamer. Um, and, and they, you know, they're playing this like Microsoft so bad. They made a comment in this latest Gamescon about, well, we're not changing our story. We've stuck to our script the whole time. And I'm like, so, and Microsoft responded. And in fact, I'll go into it now. Uh, I, I know that's your story, Rob, but I actually wanted to get into this little commentary thing. But Microsoft responded to the recent jab. Okay? They what? Or responded? Responded. Um, okay. And so what they said, it was uh, Microsoft Studios Vice President Phil Spencer. He responded to the recent criticisms from Sony, um, noting that Microsoft's willingness to listen to its customers was a strength, not a shortcoming. Um, he, uh, so Sony said... While others have shifted their message and changed their story, we were consistent in maintaining a message that is fair and in tune with customers' desires. Um, so Phil Spencer 
doesn't think that the criticism warranted. He says, other people will do and say what they're going to say, fine. We're running our program. That's a strength of who we are. We built the platform for gamers. Gamers invest their time and their money in things they want to play, and they're going to invest their time in telling us what they love about the platform, and they're giving us feedback on areas where they have more critical feedback. The two-way conversation we have, and here we go. This is what I love. The two-way conversation we have with our customers is a strength. Certain people have tried to turn that into something that's a bad thing about what we're trying to do, and I just disagree. And I, I couldn't agree more. I'm like, you know, in, in as much as I don't like all the flip-flopping that they did, I really liked what that May, uh, May 21st reveal had. I mean, I was really excited about it, and I, again, I had my concerns, you know, but I'm like, they'll work it out, they'll figure it out. Um, they they went, and they're giving the customers what the customers are saying, or what the most boisterous customers are saying they want. Why is that so bad? It's like Sony's out there going, oh, they don't know what they're doing, they're just doing this, and then they change their mind on this, and they're, like, it's a bad thing. What has Sony done for the customer? Do you know, you know, and and there was some other, I was listening, I think it was Giant Bomb this week, and they brought up a good point. Prior, now, they did their reveal in February, well, they didn't do a reveal because nobody saw the PlayStation 4 until June, but their, quote, faux reveal they did in February, they talked about stuff, they... The, the press was asking them about what their stance was on going digital and rentals and used games because everybody thought that Sony and Microsoft were going to do this, you know, DRM type of stuff. Sony never answered that question. And what the guys at Giant Bomb were saying, um, it was either them or IGN. I apologize if I get them wrong. But one of those shows were, was talking about, you know, they just played it smart. I think what they did was they were going to go down this route, but they wanted to wait. They let Microsoft go out first and say, hey, here's all this stuff. And then the crap hit the fan, so Sony changed their tune. And then they come out and say, oh, we've never deviated. Well, how do we know? Because they would never answer that question. Yeah. If if they were always going to stick to the status quo, then that should have been something they would have said right from the beginning. They never answered that question. And so all the hoopla, when somebody finally came out and said, here's what's going on, and it blew up, and Sony's like, okay, let's go back to square one, let's give them a PlayStation 3.5, and everybody loved it. You know, and they're like, oh, we've been on this course all along, it's all about you. So I think they're doing a lot of dirty politics, I think it's 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 dirty, it's cheap, it's immature, it's ridiculous, Um I've just had it with them, dude. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to support them at yeah, all. That's pretty lame. Not that I do, but it's ridiculous. If Sony, if you come out and tell the gamers what people should be wanting to hear is what's the PlayStation 4 going to give me? What cool games? What can I do with it? That's what gamers want to know. And what strikes me odd is that when those news items are were, are mentioned, the audience is like. Then they come out and go, Microsoft sucks. Everybody's like, yeah! 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 You rock, dude. You're so cool. I love Sony, man. You're the best, dude. I'm <laughs> like, oh my gosh, dude. I don't, I so don't want to be in that camp. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't get it, man. But it's, it's like politics and gaming. I yeah. just, wow. Maybe that first part, you know, where everybody didn't really react all crazy. They forgot to light up that applause light. I, I don't know. But it was the only time that the, the crowd really went wild. 
yeah. took the jab at Microsoft. And I just don't understand that because that has nothing to do with the platform. So, and I mean, and, and I would be mad, and I'm saying I'd be mad if Microsoft did it. You know, and I'm glad they're not. I don't, I don't like like you know, jo- you know, the job that we're in, Rob, with IT. In my previous position, when I lived over there in Chicago, the horrible land of Chicago, Chicago. I uh, I always hated when a sales guy would come in and try to sell me something, and, and he's like, well, vendor X, Y, and Z, they suck for this, and they, hey, dude, I might stop them every time. Don't tell me about your competition, how they're bad. Tell me what your product can do and why I should go with you. Don't tell me how everybody else sucks. You know, I don't, I don't care about that. You tell me what you can do. They're going to tell me what they can do. I'll decide which one works best for me. Exactly. I mean, I, I apply that to my everyday life, so I'm just so turned off by what Sony's doing right now. Oh, I know what you mean. So, all right, you can have the soapbox back. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's in pieces. <laughs> yeah, I flattened it. <laughs> yeah. No more soapbox for me. Yes. All right, Rob, but more importantly, now that's out of my system, I got to know, what have you been playing this week? So with all that pressure that you put on me last week, I actually finished uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Believe it or not. Game? And I'm very conflicted. I'm stunned. I'm very conflicted about this game because I love the game. It was very enjoyable. I would recommend it hands down to anybody. However, mm-hmm. so at the end of it, I was thinking to myself, there was no little gamer score guys that popped up. Really? I got I completed the entire game and I got zero gamer score for it. What? So you- I looked it up. There's 12 achievements that you can get, and the points vary anywhere from 60, I think, down to 20 points each. 400 total. But this is not the type of game that you get the points for just going through it and uh, going through, I would call it like a certain checkpoint. It's like checkpoint points. You actually have to accomplish something to get every one of these, like specific tasks. And that kind of irked me. (laughs) Because I really enjoyed the game, I enjoyed the story, and I really don't want to play it again, <laughs> just for points. So, so you I, played the entire game. I'm looking at I think you're lying. I'm looking right now, it says 0%. I don't yep. think you played it at all. I think you're lying the whole time. Yeah, it must be. So you can play the entire game and complete it and get absolutely no gamer score. Absolutely. Wow. That is messed up, dude. Unless unless I, I played it wrong. <laughs> unless I dreamed it. <laughs> it's like who shot JR and who played uh, wow, you're uh, showing Brothers Tale of Two Sons. <laughs> so that the, the more I think about it, the more it kind of irks me. But the, the game itself was fantastic. It was so fresh. It was the, it, it's just amazing. I really recommend it to you, Mark. You could have been at 4,746 points right now. I know, You're right? still at 4,346. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that hard of a game, and I already had to restart one section once because there was a, a bug in the game where one of the guys doesn't get this key, and you have to restart the whole chapter, uh, not just from the last checkpoint. 
uh, in order f- to fix that. And there was also one other spot where I got glitched, where they're falling down this river, and then somehow I had them walking on this ledge that they wouldn't walk down properly. And I was like, what's going on with this thing? And they're not walking. Next thing I know, I'm walking inside the mountain and all over the place. So I restarted that checkpoint, and then I found out that that actually wasn't a part of the normal game. (laughs) (laughs) So somehow the game glitched, and it put me in that area. Wow. When it's not supposed to go anywhere near there. Yikes. Yeah, but the game is fantastic. The game is definitely fantastic. It's unlike anything I've ever played. I, I really enjoyed it. I was really, really surprised at the creativity of the people that made this game and just their ability to make really beautifully like rendered scenes. Uh-huh. It's it's awesome. Check it out if you haven't. No. Double thumbs up for me. No gamer score for completing the whole game? No way. <laughs> I'm not that big into it, but I, I want to earn some points, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for, what was it, 1,200 points or whatever it cost. Yeah, 15 bucks and you get no points. Yeah, what's up with that? That's lame, dude. Lameage. Yeah, I was looking at a couple of the things that they had for the points, and it looks like you have to go into, as you're playing through the game, you have to accomplish certain tasks in certain areas. And The game is, what, about three, four hours or so? Two, three, four hours. So even going through it, again, would probably be enjoyable, but I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. So that was me. What have you been playing and and, uh, evangelizing lately? Oh, my gosh, dude. I played, I think, I think I've, this week's been weird. I think I've played the worst game of 2013 and the best game of 2013. Really? Um, Okay, and I didn't play the worst game of 2013 because I know demos probably would say that uh, Ride, Ride to Hell Retribution is probably the worst game of 2013. Um, because of what he said, I, I avoided renting it. But um, I played it. I finally today got around to playing The Bureau, XCOM Declassified. Yeah. This game's not something I've been interested in for a very long time. And then the most recent, you know, the, the third or fourth time they changed the way the game was going to be, it actually looked interesting. You know, you could actually kind of – it's like a first-person shooter where you can actually – almost go into an RTS style mode and you can, let's see, you take, this game's a mix of, uh, of Gears of War, Mass Effect, and XCOM the Enemy Unknown. Okay? Okay. So it's like a first person shooter, a third person shooter, and an RTS combined. Believe it or not, that's exactly what the, well, Gears and, and Mass Effect are both third, third person, but, this is, uh, and this is a third person, so I guess it's not a first person. So take that back. So Gears, Mass, uh, Mass Effect, um, eh, it's mainly Mass Effect and, and, and XCOM Enemy Unknown, those, those two. But that's where I saw a lot of, there's like the dialogue stuff that goes on, just like Mass Effect. You can, now, so you come across these enemies, and you've got two squad mates with you, just like Mass Effect, okay. but, and you can hit the B button, it pulls up this, wheel, just like in Mass Effect, and you can select 
you can select what you want. So you can say, target this guy or use these special powers they have against these enemies. But where the RTS type comes in is, which is, you know, what the game originated. The original XCOM was an RTS or, you know, uh, yeah, real time or, well, it's not real time strategy. It was a turn based strategy game. So, but you go in, it, you can kind of, it, it changes your map and you can move a, a little thing around just like an XCOM Enemies Unknown and say, move my guy here. And it even shows the same blue shield or red shield, like if they're if they're going to be in cover or if they're going to be uh, exposed to enemy fire. And then yeah. you can tell them to move there, and then also say, you know, then and give them multiple commands like target this guy and stuff. So they'll move and shoot the guy as they're moving. Um, and that and there and there's different, you know, so you can do all these commands with your team. And and I kind of like that part of it. It doesn't work very well. There's some camera issues and. And, and it can kind of be a pain. And even and the thing is, even when you're in that mode, the enemies are they're slowed down drastically, but they are still moving, and everything is still going on. It's just way slowed down. But you don't have all the time in the world to make your decisions because the fight's right. still happening. So, but that's kind of cool. And I'm like, well, let me check this out. The problem is, is oh my gosh, the game is boring, dude. It is so boring. There's a ton of dialogue. There's a lot of problems already that I've seen. Like, you'll be walking, and it's got the whole gears where you got to put your, instead of putting your finger to your ear, at least he pulls out an old, you know, he's got a cell phone, one of those big brick phones, even yeah, though he's yeah. like in the 1950s, you know, but he's got like one of those big brick cell phones um, that he's talking to people on. So, of course, you can't do anything, you know, all of a sudden you have to slow down, you know, because you can't run and talk to people at the same time, I guess. It's uh, just like every other game. Um, and so then then if you're walking and you don't have your weapon out, as soon as you walk into an area, like you go through a door and you're getting into the combat area, it's mm-hmm. like you'll walk out and like you're still pushing your stick, but your guy will freeze. It's like everything just freezes. It's like as it's trying to load the level or whatnot. And then everybody, like all of a sudden your AI guys are like, pop! They're like right there. And all of a sudden your gun just magically appears. And then you can go into this combat mode. And the movement, I've tried messing with the movement to speed up the way the guy turns. But he turns so slowly. Like when I'm trying to turn left or right, I've tweaked it already. It still doesn't work very well. I'm going to have to max it out and see if I can get him to, you know. It's just, the movement's not very smooth. Um, And it's just a boring freaking game, man. Wow. I was like, wow. I, I'm like, I'm hoping this one's only like three hours. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm playing it. I, I I don't know if I, I really, I hate starting something and not finishing it, but this could be one that I might not get any further than I did today. It's just, wow. It, I just was not impressed at all. So if you have been wondering about this game, if it's something you wanted, I would say highly check it out. Rent it first, man. Um, I could not recommend this game at full price. To me, this is a $20 game. If you want to buy it, it's 20 bucks, man. Don't. I just can't see and justify any more than that. Uh, it is a campaign single player only. There's no multiplayer. There's no co-op. Um, you know, so and so however long the game is, that's it. And it's just not very good so far. So, yeah, but wow. on the 
Lipside. <laughs> All I can say is Tomb Raider has been dethroned, my friend. No way. Yes, way. And you You're know, just a slave to the new hotness. No, there's been a lot of hotness this whole year. Dude, Tomb Raider came out, what, January, February? Yeah, it was early. It, it was early, very beginning of the year. And I'm like, dude, this is like, and, and even Bioshock Infinite. I played that. Nope, I like Tomb Raider better. Yeah. Okay? Now, yeah. I love Tomb Raider. I think Tomb Raider is a fantastic game. It is. Game. Wonderful game. But this. has got to be a but. This game I was playing this week, dude, I couldn't stop talking about it, and that's Splinter Cell Blacklist. I've played Splinter Cell games in the past on the original Xbox. I tried, was a double agent on the 360, and I just never could get into them. Um, Conviction, I, I got talked into getting that. I actually liked it. And the reason I liked Conviction was that it was more of a run-and-gun you know, shoot them up, bang, bang, uh, and I can do that. You know, that's my style. That's what I like. I'm not a big <laughs> stealthy player. Yeah. I, I, it's just not my game type. I don't want to spend five hours trying to figure out how to get through a building undetected. You know, it's just I don't find the fun in that. So I liked Conviction. It was fun. I, I got through that thing going guns a-blazing, you know. Um, okay. Hitman, Absolution. Uh, was a great game too because that one allowed you the same thing. It, you know, you could, you still the best way to play it is stealthy, but you could go through guns blazing, which I did a lot of. Um, Splinter Cell Blacklist blows conviction out of the water. Absolutely, I, I just I fell in love with this game the moment I started. I mean, as soon as I started playing. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Um, I've already beaten the game. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little peeved that I beat the game already. Um, I'm probably going to go back. There is a lot, there's some, a lot more co-op I still want to do. Um, and I'm probably going to go through and play it on a much harder level. But the game, there's some cool stuff that I just love, like, the sleeping gas. Dude, you can get, like, a group of guys standing together and you just toss a sleeping gas grenade at them, and they all just drop. And it's like, I, I giggle like a little schoolgirl, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, every time I do it, It's just like normal, though. I'm like, go to sleep, sucker. <laughs> you can put dogs to sleep, and, oh, dogs will come after you. they got guard dogs everywhere. There's parts in this game where you're actually infiltrating, like, U.S., military compounds and so you can't like harm anyone so and that's what i really loved about the game one of the things i thought was cool was like there's some co-op missions that require you to be 100 percent stealth okay so it forces me down that path and i had fun with it okay. but there's not the whole game isn't that way but there are parts and there are parts in the campaign that will require you to be stealth Okay. Um, and I liked it because it wasn't the entire game was that way. There was so it wasn't the thief. It. No, no, yeah. and it wasn't pre previous uh, Splinter Cell games. You okay. know, uh, outside of Conviction, but but what is really cool, and I know a lot of people like about Blacklist, is they, they felt Conviction got away from the stealthiness. Blacklist, they really did a great job. You can go through this game and not kill anybody. And if you wanted to, 
it'd be I don't know how, man. It'd be a challenge, but good luck to those that make it, man. That's amazing. Um, you can do it. It's the, the options are there for you to make to do that, but you can also play a little mix of both, or you can go just guns a blazing, you know, like I like to do, man. Just kill everybody in sight. Um, and so I, I love that. I love the fact that you can do it both ways. Um, I liked how it forced me to do the stealth on some missions, but not all. The, the majority of them I could shoot my way out. Um, every mission, the missions were long. Um, they were extremely varied. Um, you can upgrade your airplane, and if you upgrade your airplane, then it will spot things like dead drops which give you more money. So all of a sudden, as you're going through the map, you'll see it up here, you know, say dead drop over here. So you got to go try to find it. And it's not necessarily on your path, you know. But if you pick it up, then you gain, like, I think it was like $10,000 for the dead drop. And then, oh, here's a turn, here's a laptop. The part about the laptop is you have to stealth your way to the laptop. If you go in guns blazing, they detect you, they blow up the laptop. And that's a loss of $40,000. If you can sneak your way in and hack the laptop, you get $40,000. And then there's a high-value target to capture on every level as well. And that means you got to walk up to the dude, subdue him, and then bag and tag him. And then, then you got to get out of the level successfully, and then you'll get $30,000 for that. So you can, you know, you can get $80,000 just on those three things on every level. So upgrading your pallet in the airplane allows you to see these things. So that's cool. They got that. Then you can upgrade your gear, your weapons, your suit, all kinds of different stuff. You can adjust your suit to go completely stealth. But, you know, so like you walk real quiet. No one will hear you. But yet your your armor's like really low. You know, it's really light and quiet. Or if you armor up, then your stealth goes down. You make more noise because you got heavier armor on. So you can really mix your armor, your weapons will affect how, all the different things affect how well you can shoot someone, how you handle your gun, you know, whether it's stealth, how it affects your stealthiness overall. It, you can change out your gloves, your boots, your pants, your top on the, on the uniform, the goggles. Um, you know, it's just, there's a lot to it to customize your character and your weapons the way, and this, in the style of play that you want. And I think it's awesome. The, uh, story is pretty good. Um, I did enjoy it. What I really, the game looks phenomenal, except for the cutscenes. There's a lot of issues with the cutscenes where like, it's just bad clipping and it looks bad. But the game itself, when you're playing it, it is phenomenal. It blows my mind how well it looks. And I'm just like, dude, this is on a 360 that's, what, 10 years old, 9 years old, and, you know, 512 mega RAM, and I'm seeing this amazing looking game. Dude, I can't wait to the Xbox One when these developers get so much more to play with on hardware. Um, the levels were absolutely phenomenal. Everyone felt different. There was there were some that were really challenging. Some were just you know go and shoot everybody. Um, there's a lot of climbing and trying to get to places to get stuff. Um, a lot of tools you can use in the environment. Um, so there's that. Then there's the co-op. There's a bunch of co-op missions you can play with people. Um, those are fantastic. Uh, those are just some of my favorite things was doing the co-op. And then there are spies versus mercs. Um, if you are looking for achievements, don't be uh, concerned about the spy versus mercs achievements because I've got all of them and I've never gone into a public game or a ranked game 
I did them all in private match. So the only two you might have to get from there in a in a ranked or a public match might be the weekly challenge and getting ten assists. Um, I'm not sure if I can. I'm not sure yet if that can be done in private match. But all the other spy versus merc stuff can be done in private match, and it's real easy to get quickly. So, you know, if that's for the achievement people. But dude, Splinter Cell Blacklist is absolutely my game of the year. It's fantastic. I love it. Okay. It killed me to not play it today, and but I'm like, I've got to play the bureau <laughs> so I can talk about it today. Yeah, you know? got to play something else. But I don't want to play. I want to go back to Splinter Cell. <laughs> Dude, it, it is absolutely fantastic. And I know a lot of people on our community actually bought it based on my recommendation because they were seeing me talking about it. And, and uh, like Carbide was backing me up on it all the way. Dude, I've got not one complaint. I know three people who bought it on my recommendation, and they're all like, oh, my gosh, I can't stop playing. You know, it, it's it's just fantastic. Um there was one criticism I noticed. That I think it was today. Let's see if I can find it. Um, and I just kind of cracked up. Uh, about the game or about you? No, about the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me, I'm looking on. Uh, oh, I'm trying to. But basically, he said this game is horrible for my sleep because he says he's been going to bed at two and three in the morning every night this week because he can't stop playing the game. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel your pain, man. Why, why is he quitting so early? What's up with that? <laughs> Dude, I, I, oh yeah, it's, it's been that way. I've had to force myself to quit. So it's a fantastic game. Oh my goodness. It's great. I can't say enough good about it. The only bad thing I would say, the only thing I ran into, which I don't understand, was when I finished the game. This is not a spoiler. okay? When I finished the game, it went into... Now, I expected the, the level to end and me to be back on the airplane so that I could do my co-op, my spy versus mercs, go back to any campaign missions and clean up any of those, like the dead drops and laptops. I still got a few of those I got to get. I got okay. most of them, but there's a few I have to go back and try to get them. Um, and it, it like went to the, it like part of the map appeared and it just sat there. And all I could do is like if I hit the start button, it just says pause. Was it hung up? It hung up somehow. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, is this going to, you know, track that I finished the game or not? So I had to, uh, the only way I could get out of it is I had to go to the dashboard and load the game back up and I was back and it put me back on the plane and it showed that I had completed the last game. I got the achievement and everything, but it did register that I completed the last level. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, uh, and I, I could say something, um, I got real irritated on the very last level of the game. Um, that was the only time the whole game where I started to get ticked off. Um, and the way the game ended, I thought was a ripoff. Um, I just feel like, I don't know why these developers can do such an amazing amount of work and they get to the end and they're just like, well, I don't know what to do. Let's, let's do something stupid. You know? It was all a dream. Yeah, it's just like, oh, come on. You know, that's how we're going to end this. But, um, we'll, maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll do an after show because the game's too quick and I don't want to ruin anything. But maybe we'll take a couple minutes for me to voice my distaste on what they did at the end. I can explain why. But, uh, fantastic game. It's, it's not anything to, to deter anyone from the game. It, it's it's just I, I thought 
something they did in the last two minutes was stupid. You know, I was just like, what? <laughs> it just didn't make sense. But um, anyways, um, so that's enough of that. So, yeah, Splinter Cell Blacklist. If you if you don't have this game, you've got to play this game. You've got to, got to play this game. It is fantastic. So it is love wrapped up in a green <laughs> Xbox DVD. This case. <laughs> yes. You open it up and all it is is love. <laughs> so. So just to summarize, I, I think you like it, right? It's not bad. Is, is that what you're saying? It's it's okay. <laughs> it's mostly okay. Yeah, I I, I forced myself to play through it. I, I survived. <laughs> yeah, between like scrubbing grout in your bathroom and and playing a game, you might actually want to play it. <laughs> yeah. What was the other game? Wasn't it? I think it was Tomb Raider that I knew I was. Yeah, it was Tomb Raider. I knew I was getting near the end, so I decided to stop. And start trying it to find all the collectibles yeah, you didn't want to find, you because didn't I want didn't to want the game to end. Yeah. That's what happened with this. I knew I was getting close, nice. and I'm like, I really, I thought about going back to pick up the other collectibles first, just so I knew I had more campaign to play. But I ended up finishing it last night. I just, oh my goodness, I just, <laughs> fantastic. But anyways, let's move on. I, I've I've gloated way too long on it. Deservedly so. But you've gushed and gloated. It's fantastic, man. It it's, is, this is your latest crush. Oh my goodness! And I wasn't. I figured it was going to be good. You know, I mean, I liked Conviction, but never to this level. Right. I mean, this shocked me how good this game was. I, I I was blown away by it. That's the thing. Same with Tomb Raider. You know, um, yeah. I'd never played a Tomb Raider game before, but I went based on it looked really good. I was liking what I was seeing, so I, you know, took a risk and bought it and was blown away by it. Yeah. But, all right. So maybe this is a kind of a tell is what's to come with the next generation. You know, I and I think, you know... I like the fact, you know, a lot of people will complain, and I think a lot of people did with Conviction, well, you went away from what made the game so great, or what all the hardcore people were. But see, like, I don't like games like Dead Rising, because they they make it, you know, put the time limits in, and make it so you can't just go about and play the game. You know, it, it limits, I think, the market in the in the people, the audience, by having, okay, only your hardcore gamers, only the people that, you know, want this very hard, complicated, particular style of game are going to get it. You know, we're Dead Rising 3, they're going to have a version that's just like all the others where it's timed and everything, but then they're going to have another one where they're going to take that out. So someone like me who just wants to run around, slay zombies, explore a little bit, try to build some stuff and not worry about, wow, I've got to go find some Zombrex in the next 20 minutes, otherwise the game ends. I won't have to worry about it. Then I'll enjoy Dead Rising 3 probably. You know, so I, I like that they're, you know, with the Splinter Cells. I, I didn't like this just stealth and you had to do this and everything in a particular order. I like having the freedom to kind of do what I want, play the way I want, you know, and I, I do think that it gives the hardcores their option. And if they do it right, and they did this right, because it does give the hardcore gamers the option to play hardcore stealth. But it gives it opens the door for people like me who don't want to play that style, and they can still enjoy and absolutely love the game. So, it's, okay. I, I hope we see more like this. So, I think we will. I hope so. 
<laughs> All right. So you ready to uh, move on with the show? I'm ready to go play Splinter Cell Blacklist, but... Okay, so that's episode 256. <laughs> no, we'll go ahead and record. We'll keep talking. Okay. All right. All right, so let's get rolling. Okay, last week we talked uh, a little bit about how the Xbox is going to be delayed in a couple markets because originally they had, what, 21 markets? I think that they were going to try to roll out to, or 27, 21, something like that. And they yeah. just couldn't do it. What was that? Yeah, I think you're right. I think yep. it was like 21 yeah. or something. Yeah. So it was more than 20. So they just couldn't do it. So as a consolation for a delay for those markets, because it's going to be a couple of months, it won't be available until 2014 in those markets. As a consolation, they're going to have a packed-in game, it looks like, for the Euro- European market, where they're going to give everybody a copy of FIFA 14. So that's pretty cool, uh, I guess. Uh, it's a kind of a consolation prize for uh, being patient and waiting. So um, it, it's it's not an old game. It's it's a brand-new game. Brand-new, yeah. Yeah, FIFA is very popular in Europe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you couldn't have picked a... I mean, I'm surprised they're giving them FIFA 14. I mean, this is... It's not a Microsoft Studio title. That's a huge title, title. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an a EA deal. title. This is money. And you know that Microsoft is paying probably the $60 for every copy, right, to EA. Oh, yeah. There's no way EA's going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll just sell them for half price or some crap like that. They're, You know, EA's getting their money. And so. they're banking... Especially because now every single Xbox is going to have that. Only on the pre-orders. Only for pre-orders. If you pre-order right. okay. it, Europe, yeah. it that's, that's the true. only way you're going to get it, I believe. I don't. I think you have to pre-order it, and otherwise you won't get the FIFA 14. That is correct. Yes, okay. it is pre-orders only. So, a part of me when I saw this was like, hmm, kind of didn't like the idea. Why? What do you mean? Well, so I pre-ordered my Xbox One. How come I'm not getting a game? Because you're going to get yours in November. I don't care, so. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I mean, and then people were like, well, Europe pays more and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that's because of their government and their tariffs and their VAT taxes. And, you know, that that it's it's not like Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo are going, oh, we're going to screw every other country except, you know, Japan and the U.S. That's not the case, you know. So, I, you know, I don't buy in that, well, they pay more money for it. Well, they pay more money for everything. So that's, that's just, that's the way it is, you know. So I don't really buy into that whole thing. Um, I and, and here's the thing. It's all Xbox One pre-orders in Europe are getting FIFA 14. So those that are getting it on launch day in November in Europe are still getting FIFA 14 without having to wait. It's not just those that were pulled or that have been delayed till 2014. It's all of Europe. Whether they get it in November or they get it in 2014, they're getting FIFA 14 for pre-ordering it. Interesting. See, so... It has nothing to do with waiting. But what I think it has to do with is Microsoft. You know, Microsoft's strength is in the States. You know, we, 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 they've dominated, uh, you know, Sony in the U.S., but Sony dominated Microsoft in Europe and Japan. 
you know, we I don't even think they're going to put the Xbox One in Japan this time. I don't believe it's even going to go out. I don't even think they're going to even bother with it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Sony, you know, kicks butt in Europe. I mean, they own Europe. And they're going to release in like 30 markets on on, on November, November 30th, I think. Because I think it was the 15th in the States, and it was like two weeks later in Europe. But they're okay. getting like 30-something markets in Europe. So they're going to more than double the amount of markets that the Xbox One is able to sh- shift to or ship to. So, I don't know, you know, throwing this in, I don't think that's really going to make much of a difference because you could buy a PlayStation 4 and FIFA 14 for still less than the price of the Xbox One. If if you look at just money-wise, granted, it's a completely different system. You don't get Kinect, but some people don't want Kinect. So, you know, I I don't know how how much this will help, but I think they're doing it just to... You know that would be the most. That is the most popular game over there. Let's try to get people on board. They'll, you know, they'll get a free copy of it. But I don't know. Still, well, still, this doesn't kind of sit right. I mean, I'm I'm an early adopter, buddy. I've been with you for all these years. I'm pre-ordering, knowing of the Red Ring of Death. You know, um, but I'm still gonna jump on board with you. Where's my free game? <laughs> you know. Well, they give you free styrofoam. Yeah. So I don't know. It doesn't bother me, but it doesn't bother me. But it's like you know, if you're giving out free games to some people, why not just give a free game to everybody? I don't want FIFA 14. (laughs) They already own your soul, Mark. So (laughs) (laughs) you gave it to them willingly. No kidding. (laughs) They don't need to buy it. (laughs) Uh, I've already drank the Kool Aid, man. Now I'm on the hard stuff. Oh, for sure. So. All right. Well, All right. so what do well, you think? You think it's a good deal or? Hey, good for them. I, I personally, I don't care that they're getting it, and I'm not. So good for them. <laughs> all righty. Well, good news for all of us on Xbox One is that Peggle Two and Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare are coming to Xbox One first. That was revealed at GamesCon. So, Peggle 2 is going to be available on Xbox One One at launch. So, not only am I buying... uh, Oh, and I did cancel my Battlefield 4. I canceled that. I'm not going to get that one. So, I'm down to three games on day one. What are Uh, they? uh, I'm getting Call of Duty Ghosts, Forza 5, and uh, uh, Watch Dogs. But I'm also going to have to get Peggle 2. <laughs> and the chances are, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to unbox Xbox One. I'm going to plug it in, turn it on, and the first thing I'm going to do after it's all ready to go, okay, is I'm going to download Peggle 2 and play it before I put anything else in. Nice. <laughs> That's going to be the first game I play on Xbox One is Peggle 2. <laughs> head your he- hang your head in shame, my friend. Dude, I love Peggle. I love Peggle. Uh, and the. the <laughs> Zombies. These next-gen graphics are so amazing. This ball is rendered perfectly. I know. Look at the ball physics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fireworks. It's so many fireworks. So, Doesn't that usually have some kind of horse or something? There's a unicorn. Is one of the unicorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's thinking. So Peggle, due to rules, man. Did you ever play it on 360? Yeah. Oh, I love that game. That is so much fun. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Sure. Don't be a hater. I'm not a hater. I'll just ridicule you from now on. 
I'm going to do it. Peggle That's Boy, gonna Peggle Boy. That's going to be my first game on Xbox One. So what you play on your brand new Xbox One? Peggle 2, baby! Yeah! <laughs> it's now my new game of the year. <laughs> game of the year. Until I put in Call of Duty Go. Yeah, to, forget to, Tomb Raider. Uh, forget Splinter Cell. <laughs> it's hard, too, because I should get the console. In all three of those games, they should all arrive in the same day. It's like, okay. what am I going to play yeah. first? That's why part of me should... canceled Battlefield 4. I'm like, my goodness, it's, I get in three games plus Peggle. That's four already on a brand new system. Plus I'm ordering, um, I ordered, some, oh, X, well, I got, I'll talk about that later. I ordered two more 360 games, one coming out like on November 15th. So I don't even know when I'll get to that one because if the Xbox One's in my house already, it's going to be a while. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tweak my little pre-order. So I canceled the extra controller because I'm the only one going to be playing. So I don't need the extra controller yet. Cancel Battlefield 4. You know, I'll, I'll let the kids can get me that for Christmas or something. You know, I gotta give them something to, I gotta leave something there on the plate. <laughs> there you go. So, but anyways, let's All move. Right. Okay. Uh, one thing that was announced that, uh, GamesCon was that Fable Legends, uh, will be coming out. That was officially announced. And, uh, there's a trailer that's out. So definitely check it out. I believe that's all, uh, that they have for it. Correct? I think, isn't Just the trailer? I don't think they released any more information. No, all I saw was a trailer. There's, yeah. what, a beta coming out though, right? Okay. Next year sometime. Yeah. But I think this game, what I didn't understand is if this game is like, I think this is, might be an MMO, kind of like a World of Warcraft or something, or I don't, free to play. I don't, I don't know. I that's, I don't know. Good question. Yeah, because in the trailer, there was a lot of stuff going on. It was really hard to discern exactly what you're going to be doing. You, you know what I'm saying? It was more of a trailer, like, look at all this cool stuff. It, it's definitely it's a multiplayer style yeah. of game. So yes, it will be multiplayer. So maybe it's going to be like a uh, like a Titanfall, where you got it's all online only. Yeah. So they'll be releasing more information in the near future, and we'll be talking about it, I'm sure. Yeah, the beta is expected sometime next year. Um, they didn't say when. There's no release window for the game, so. Yeah. But, well, we'll keep you guys updated as that comes along. So, awesome news on the Call of Duty side, my friend. Call of Duty has dedicated servers on the Xbox One cloud. Nice. Rock on, baby! This is, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see this. I figured it was going to happen. This this is just going to be so so nice. So uh, yeah, if you're going to pick up Call of Duty Ghosts in it, well, if you're getting an Xbox One and you're a Call of Duty fan, pick up Call of Duty on the Xbox One because um, even if you got to wait a couple of weeks before it comes out um, after the 360 version, you know we're going to benefit so much from a, from the dedicated servers. No more host migrations and. You know, dropped games and just, I think the, I'm hoping the games will launch and load faster and, but, uh, yeah, it's, this is good news. So, dedicated servers, baby, on Xbox One. 
Cool, cool. And they, they state that. So, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be on the 360 side as well or not. All they said, it was on Xbox One. So, you know, if it comes out later, it's 360. Don't say, oh, you guys said it was Xbox One only. That's all that they've released. So. All right. So one thing that is going to be coming out uh, for the developers is independent developers at Xbox. This is a new uh, self-publishing program that Microsoft is uh, giving uh, the developer community. This is something that was kind of up in the air for a really, really long time. We really didn't know what was going to happen with uh, indie developers, if there's going to be anything. So... They've announced this program, so at least uh, we know a little bit more. Uh, this is something that uh, once somebody signs up and uh, they go through the process, uh, they say once accepted into the program, ID, or, so in the developers at Xbox, they call it ID at Xbox. Uh, participants will receive two Xbox One development kits at no cost, along with full access to achievements the Xbox Live toolset, cloud services, Connect, and Smart Glass for use in their games. That's pretty huge, don't that's, you think? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, that's impressive. Uh, we have a pretty quick turnaround for letting people into the program and signing their hardware agreements and that sort of thing. Uh, this was, um, who was this? This uh, was uh, Chris Charla. He heads the program. Uh, and its support team. Um, uh, if they get 1,000 entries on Tuesday, it's going to take a couple of days longer than if they get 200 to allow them in. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, that, <laughs> I'll skip the rest of it. It's uh, kind of dry. I think it's pretty but, good news, though. Oh, Absolutely. Especially given the free dev kits, I think that's. I mean, two, that's a huge savings. Two yeah. dev kits. That saves. You can get these smaller guys to. You know, it sounds like they're kind of going more of like the uh, Apple style. You know, they're going to let anybody be developer, and they're going to help you. They they want to. They're trying to. You know, they're again opening the door, saying we're not. We don't hate indie. We're gonna. Heck, we're gonna give you free hardware to develop for our platform. You know. Absolutely. So. That's pretty smart on their point part because, what, those dev kits probably cost them five, six, seven hundred bucks maybe? Well, I think they're a lot more than that. I think they're thousands of dollars because it's not, it's not like it's just an Xbox One. It's There's a lot of other stuff in there. I, yeah, I but think it's I read somewhere software were, and interfaces and stuff. I could have swore I read somewhere they were very expensive. Oh, I'm sure they can be. I think they doesn't are. necessarily. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that they need to be. Well, who knows? Because I would think that it would just be granted. I'm not a programmer, but I would think it would just be some kind of opened up Xbox, essentially. Where it, and when I say opened up, I mean that it's it's got more access uh, to the to the system, so you can actually do some programming, etc., as opposed to the closed dashboard or whatever the new system is going to be called. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's that's awesome. Yep. Take that, Sony. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so GameStop announced the you know Xbox One upgrade program they're going to do for ten bucks. Well, Amazon yeah. has announced it as well. Um, they're going to allow um, people to upgrade their Xbox 360 game to the same version of Xbox One for a ten dollar fee. So each eligible 360 game traded into Amazon prior to December 31st will be valued at $25, and as part of this promotion, Amazon will tack on another $25. That leaves you to make up to $10 in between. Amazon's going to support eight games um, over GameStop's five. So they're going to support Battlefield 4, Need for Speed Rivals, Madden 25, Call of Duty Ghosts, FIFA 14, Watch Dogs, NBA 2K13, and Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. So... So there's another option for you guys if you want to do that upgrade path. Hmm. So, all right. So, oh, we kind of covered that next one. All right. So, so I was did, I mentioned XCOM earlier, but uh, the the horrible XCOM. But there was a really, really, really good XCOM game that had come out recently uh, called XCOM Enemy with uh, Enemy Unknown. Well, there's a new one. That has been announced. It's uh, an expansion, if you will, on the PC, and it's going to be a complete standalone for the Xbox 360. And that's called um, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Or, I'm sorry, XCOM Enemy Within. Um, and this is by the same developer, Firaxis, that made the other, you know, Enemy Unknown game. So this will be $30 for expansion for PC gamers, a $40 standalone game for 360 uh, gamers, and it's going to be available November 12th. So. This could very well show up with my Xbox One. <laughs> and it's not mm-hmm. an Xbox One title. It's only on 360. So, um, yeah, this one, I want to play it. I loved Enemy uh, Unknown. So I'm, I'm definitely, I've got Enemy Within pre-ordered. And um, I will definitely be playing it. It's just, you know, it depends on when <laughs> when I get to it. could be a different story. But if you liked, uh, if you liked XCOM Enemy Unknown, then you're going to want to check out Enemy Within. They've got a lot of uh, new stuff. In fact, let me let me find it. Uh, some information. I I had the wrong link here, and I apologize. There was, a, but I did see a story uh, that actually mentioned kind of some of the things that's uh, going to be in this. In fact, I think it's right here. Uh, let's see. They um, it will be. I said all that. The $40 Commander Edition includes a copy. Oh, I didn't know this. Enemy Within will be available Okay, uh, on PC and Mac for 30 bucks. while the Xbox 360 and PS3 get the $40 Commander Edition that includes a copy of Enemy Unknown. Okay, so you're going to get the original game as well. That's a killer deal. And the Slingshot and Elite Soldier Content Packs. Um, Enemy Within takes place in the confines of Enemy Unknown, so it's the same game with more stuff. The descriptive noun includes new soldier abilities earned through alien research, such as gene mods and mechs, more commonly known as or MECs, or commonly known as mechs, and even more commonly known as awesome mechanical exoskeletons that include flamethrowers and grenade launchers. Uh, the expansion also adds new weapons, equipment, new enemies like the Mechtoid, a machine-encased sectoid soldier, more resources, additional tactical challenges on maps, and much more content for multiplayer. Um, so there you have it. So actually, that's cool. Rob, did you ever get Enemy uh, Unknown? I did. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> maybe what I'll have to do when I get my other copy, maybe I'll have to give away my Enemy Unknown copy, since my new game will include that. There you go. Maybe I'll have a giveaway. I didn't even realize that, that that came with it. <laughs> yeah. So, bonus. Uh, that's a deal. It's a, it's a fun game. It's, yeah. it's a big departure from everything else out there. I really enjoyed it. So, it's a good time. Yep. So, November 12th, look for it. Alright. Another thing out of Gamescom is Tom Clancy's The Division. Yes! This is something that uh, Ubisoft is going to be releasing for the Xbox One that will have exclusive content for the Xbox One. Sweet. So, this is using their new uh, what Snowdrop, Snowflake, whatever they uh, Snowdrop engine. Snowdrop, Snowflake would make more sense, don't you think? I don't know. Okay. Doesn't Snowflakes drop? So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, so it's got the new Snowdrop engine, uh, so it'll be visually stunning, I'm sure, on the next gen consoles. Uh, basically, the division is. Uh, I'll read this here. Uh, devastating pandemic sweeps through New York City, and one by one, basic services fail. In only days, without food or water, society collapses into chaos. The division, a classified unit of self-supported tactical agents, is activated. Leading seemingly ordinary lives among us, the division agents are trained to operate independently of command as all else fails. Hmm. That's crazy stuff, isn't it? So I do. Game yeah, yeah. rock. <laughs> so the there's some uh stills that they've released that look pretty cool for the game. The the visuals are just amazing. Um and uh let's see, uh I'll read through some of the big points of the game. Uh total breakdown. We all live in a fragile and complex world of web independent systems. A web of ind- inter dependent systems we rely on every day when one fails others follow creating a deadly domino effect that can cripple society in days in the division you will immerse yourself in a frighteningly chaotic and devastated new york city where all has failed as a division agent your mission is to restore order team up with other agents and take back new york it's a new take on the clancy series it's an open-world RPG experience where exploration and player progression are essential. Use your skills, weapons, and wits in combat. Play in a persistent and dynamic environment that combines the Clancy series' core authenticity and tactical decisions, RPG action, trading, and much more. Sounds cool. <laughs> it's social. Team up with friends. In co-op, does this mean that you can ask them for, like, Patty Pan Squash on their Facebook? Oh, gee. <laughs> now I think it means that you can <laughs> trade stuff as you find in the world. If <laughs> someone's a sniper and I find a sniper rifle, I can just give it to my friend. It's like, Mark, can you gift me some ammo? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Request ammo, uh, ammo gifts on Facebook. Anyway, uh, it says player-to-player so you... trading. Yeah, yeah through Facebook. So team up with friends and co-op and jump in and out 
at any time. Use your combined skills to fight the crisis, investigate the sources of the virus, and engage all threats, even your own citizens. Seamlessly engage in PvP, player-to-player trading, and experience suspenseful scenarios where danger can come from anywhere and anyone. Of course, this will only be on the next-gen systems, so it doesn't look like uh, we might have it on the 360. So uh, get your Xbox One and enjoy this game. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, dude. Yeah. It, lo- it looks awesome. There's even uh, a still of a tablet. Did you see that? Yeah, because that's... Um, you, somehow there's a companion yeah. piece to it on the on your tablet or your smartphone. Yeah. So... It looks pretty cool, even on the tablet. The graphics look amazing. And did you see the video that they showed? Like someone on a tablet could be sitting there and like highlighting. You can highlight targets because it's like they're above the thing, so they can yeah. point out targets for you. They can like do something where they have the ability to decrease the enemy's armor capabilities and like increase your weapons damage type of thing. So. You could be getting like these buffs from somebody that's playing on a tablet. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, because uh, they were like flying a drone or something, so they had an aerial view of the whole area. See, this is why right. I want like a like a, a a surface tablet. I would love to be able to sit on the airplane, connect to the airplane's Wi-Fi as I'm traveling, and be sitting here playing something like this. You know, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, you know? I think that would just be so cool. And it makes sense, sort of, like, why Microsoft Nick never came out with a mobile platform. Yeah, because they're they have, integrate they have everything this. into their, yeah, smart glass or their, yeah. into the tablet, so it'll connect that way. So Wow. Yeah, hmm. and I mean, you look All at that, that first screenshot or that picture, that image they got on the Xbox Wire page, the very top. I mean, that thing, look at the detail. I mean, look at the detail oh, on the bricks, and there's just, you know, that's one thing that there's, you know, like with the XCOM game I just played today, it looks so blah. It looks so bad. It's just so there's not much detail, and it's it's so noticeable. When I came from Splinter Cell Blacklist, which you know probably doesn't quite look like this, but it it really is darn close. I mean, it's got some amazing detail in it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I just yeah, it's going to be an awesome game. I mean, I'm stoked for this one. And not only the bricks, but even the smoke. Yeah. I mean, black and, I mean, it looks like smoke. Well, it's weird. Like, when we were watching, when I saw this, when did we see this? On the reveal? Or, no, this was in E3. Yeah, it was E3, right? Yeah, this year, E3. When they showed this trailer, or the, the gameplay, when they showed the guy, he was standing by that cop car, and, and like, the back door was opened, and, as, and he was, like, near the front of the car, and as he moves to the back of the car, he just reached out and shut the door. And it's just like... I mean, it that just that simple thing just struck out to me because you know, older generation that you would have just had to like go around it. No, you would have been like, or you would have still walking, and you would have just been like butting up against it, and not moving. Yeah, <laughs> or you would have warped through it or something. Or yeah, something. but no, the guy actually walks up. I mean, he actually reaches his hands out, shuts the door, and moves past. And I'm just like, I saw when I, I mean, I remember seeing that on day one, and I was like, whoa, he just shut the door. I mean, it was just. There was so much detail. It's like everything was so realistic. And, you know, that's that's the type of level of stuff I think we're going to see a lot better texturing, detailing, 
uh, bigger worlds, but you're going to see stuff interact for real the way it should, you know. Right. You're just going to have more capabilities in the world, and I think that's awesome. It's going to make gaming so much fun. Oh, yeah. Because it's those little things that make the games just amazing. Yep. Yep. All right, well, Rob, do you ever play Killer Instinct? Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Oh, yeah? Back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Were you a big fan? Not really. Not really. I never played it. I'm I'm not a lot into fighting games. The only one I've ever really enjoyed, um, I Soul Calibur. I played. I think I played Soul Calibur four. I think I played five. Um, but the Dead or Alive games, um, I've enjoyed. In fact, um, that was one of the other games I just bought coming out in September. I pre-ordered Dead or Alive five Ultimate Editions coming out. Um, I, I enjoyed. I played that. I'd rented it. Never bought it um but dead or alive is like the only one that i kind of ever kind of enjoyed the fighting games but they're just so complicated you know i can't compete with people i'm just too slow to you know do eight button mashes in in a certain combo sequence but um but killer instinct as we know is coming to xbox one and microsoft i think we heard previously that this was going to be a free-to-play game um so again here's another game that'll be available right and I think you're going to get one character when you download it. So what they're going to do is the additional characters are going to be priced at $5 a piece. Uh, what? Yep. So you're going to get to be able to download the game, and you, I guess you get I think you get one character. So can, uh, Killer Instinct will be available as a free download for Xbox One at the console's launch and will include a single playable character. Okay, so you're getting one character. There is a $20 combo breaker pack, which unlocks the game's full roster of eight characters, including two exclusive fighters that are not initially available for individual purchase. Okay. Um, Players can also opt for the $40 Ultra Edition, which bundles all playable characters, a collection of accessory and costume packs, and the original 1994 arcade version of the game. Ugh. But if you want, it's free to play. So if you want just to buy one character, you could basically download the free game and pay $5 just for one character and just play to master that one character. You know, so. Which won't happen because people will buy more. I'm sure people will be buying the packs. Yeah. So. But. That, that's the, hmm. that's the way it's been. Interesting. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of like I kind of think it's all right because you're downloading it. You're basically getting everything for forty bucks, so you're getting the full game for cheaper than retail price. That's good. Um, yeah. But if you don't want to, you just want to check it out. You can check it out for free and play as one guy. If there's you want just one character, I kind of like that. You know, if you don't really play around with the different styles, and if you're kind of like I just want to be really good with one person, then you can pay five bucks and just go to town with that one character. But I would expect, knowing the way the achievement systems work, that you're going to end up having to have all these characters. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> For sure. That's where they'll get you. So. So if you try to cheapen out and go five bucks at a time, then it'll cost you more money in the long run. Yeah. Exactly. As it usually does. All right. Okay, so moving on, there's an announcement, uh, basically, that Xbox One will always come with Connect. 
It will not be sold without Connect. Phil Harris uh, spoke about this, and he said, Xbox One is Connect. Hmm, interesting. They're, they are not separate systems. And Xbox One has chips, it has memory, it has Blu-ray, it has Connect, it has a controller. They are all part of the platform ecosystem. Well, I guess that makes sense. And uh, I don't believe it. You, you think? You I think, think uh, I think they're going to pull it out at one point because no. they already they already said. Remember at E3 they said it had to be connected. Now they said it doesn't have to be connected. If it doesn't have to be connected, then why would they not put a basic console out there at the same price as Sony's to be able to match up against them? I think they're going to lose out a lot because of the hundred dollar difference. They're going to have to answer that. They're going to take the connect out. So I don't. I don't. Well, I mean, we talked about that. The hundred dollar difference isn't really a hundred bucks. It's the connect. Essentially, you the PlayStation Eye is like what seventy five dollars or something. Some look at sixty or seventy. Yeah. Let me let me look it up and see uh, how much this is, this thing costs. As we talked about this a couple shows back. So, well, where yeah. once once you factor in all of the PlayStation stuff, I think the difference is only forty bucks. Yeah. So, either way, uh, they, as and Mark had just not said, the PlayStation I, the new one, not this, not this. Yeah. There's one out there like for twenty bucks. That's not what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about that full-on Connect style one that they seem to have dropped. The Connect ripoff. Right. It even looks like it. Hmm. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> copycat, copycat. So, so as as Mark had said, uh, they a couple weeks back had announced that the Connect was not 100% required anymore because it used to be uh, required for the system to operate. It's not 100% required. I really think it has something to do with the headset being added in. But. Uh, yeah, Connect will be part of every single live system sold for the time being. You like that one better? I yeah. <laughs> okay. That's there. that's that's my take on it. You yeah, know, until they put out change. like until they until they see their butt getting handed to them because Sony's got a hundred dollar cheaper console, they're they're gonna have to do something. And I don't see yeah, them cutting hundred dollars off and give you still to give you the Connect. They'll come out with Xbox One Arcade. Yeah. Or something like something. that. Core. Core. Basic. <laughs> so. Cheaper. Xbox One cheaper. Xbox One BB free. Or BBF. Thrift. Big Big Brother free. <laughs> yeah, thrifty version. <laughs> so. Alright. Well, we'll see what happens with that one. Yeah. Alright. Ubisoft has provided another brief update on Rainbow Six Patriots. In an interview at GamesCon, Ubisoft Executive Director Alan Core said that work is still underway on the game, but that the team wants to get it perfect before it's re-revealed. Re-revealed. We've seen this game change a couple times already, and it's obviously going through another change again. Um, Rainbow Six is it's still cooking. It's an important franchise for Ubisoft, and they want to make sure on this one, like all other games we're working on, that we bring it when we feel it's perfect. Uh, when asked if the game was still called Patriots and if the same premise as the original reveal, um, he was, all he says was, all that Core said 
was, we can't say yet, we're, we're iterating, he said. We want, what we want is to have a compelling story. We want people who play the next Rainbow Six to be astonished, to be very pleased with what you see. You've seen that the improvement in games over the last few years has been exponential. We have to reflect that improvement in quality. That's what we're doing on all our games. Uh, what we have to do, and it's something that is very important to us, is that we bring a new iteration when we believe that we have enough creativity, enough innovation to make something worth waiting for. On some games, it happens more often. Creation is not an exact science. When we're happy with what we see, when we think we can bring something new to gamers, then we say, okay, this is a good time to release it. So uh, it did. It has shifted to next-gen consoles, but uh, that's all we know. Really, in that it's still being worked. So, I hope to see another Rainbow Six game here sometime soon. Uh, I hope by next holiday season. Okay. You might. Just might. I hope so. All right. Major Nelson announced on his uh, blog that there is an upload outreach program that uh, people can try to participate for in uh, something that's it's kind of neat because you get something really cool if you're selected for the program you get an xbox one that's a awesome thing yeah you get a one-year xbox live gold subscription also yeah. awesome a selection of xbox one launch games even awesomer yeah and an opportunity to collaborate with Upload Team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you get four awesome things there. And all you have to do is you have to upload a one-minute video uh, to somewhere like YouTube or, or whatnot. Uh, basically, um, uh, a video about any Xbox 360 or Xbox One game that you love. Upload it so they can check it out. And you send a link to upload video at Microsoft.com by the middle of September, September, September 15th, to be exact, at uh, 1859 Eastern Time. That's uh, just before 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if anybody uh, tries this and if they get selected. I'm sure someone will. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of our listeners? I, I know... One of our guys there in the community said he was going to try it out. So yeah, good luck, good luck. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah. So so you get to uh, do all these videos and get some stuff for free. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's actually so. If you get part uh, part of this program here, you would get what probably seven hundred bucks worth of stuff. Well, yeah, probably, or maybe yeah. more. Yeah, probably Depending on how many launch titles they give you, I thought they I thought they said you get all the launch titles. No, it's a selection of launch titles. Oh, okay. They might change that. Okay, because I remember when I, I for unless I probably just read it wrong, I was like, "Dang, that's a lot." <laughs> yeah. You get Peggle too. Yeah, woo, <laughs> dude, that alone's worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, it's it's been um, a lot of good news coming out of Microsoft this week, and uh, one I was particularly happy to hear is that CEO Steve Ballmer is announcing he's retiring. Yes. Whoa. See you, buddy. It. Get out of there. Um, he announced that he will be retiring his position within the next twelve months. He will stay on with the tech firm until his replacement is hired. 
Um, so I, you know, I, I'm not going to go in and give his little spiel that he said, but I just personally have never been pleased with this guy. Um, I just, I just, I'm like how he replaced Bill Gates was beyond me, but, uh, I've never been really impressed by him, but I don't know. I guess they're still making money, so he must be doing something right. So, yeah. But he is retiring, so we'll have a new CEO in Microsoft in the next year. That was shocking. Yeah. Maybe Matrick will come back from Zynga. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, and did you realize, I, I don't know how I missed this, but uh, what is his name now? Uh, the, the bald dude. Working for Microsoft Xbox, um, oh, he used to work uh, for Atari, and before that, he was with Sony forever. He's an ex-Sony guy. He used to, he used to make wait. fun of him. What? Yes. Um, I can't. He was in that. He was in that conference the other day, and I I cannot, for the life of me, I know this guy's name, and I cannot think of it just because I'm trying to think of it. Um. I'll look it up. I will. Find I thought it. you were talking originally about that Shane guy. No, seems no. bald. You just just go to your go to your next story, and I will, I will find this. You will tabulate. I will get compute. to the bottom of this. Okay. So up on Xbox Wire, uh, they put up a infographic or an infographic about the Xbox One controller. Titled, If You Want Precision, This One Is For You. I like that. It's kind of snappy. So they've made more than 40 enhancements for the new controller. Uh, biggest one that I think a lot of people are going to be happy about is the D-pad. That's uh, something that I've really changed. And so uh, they've highlighted a whole bunch of different areas of the controller. And I will, uh, since you can't see it on the podcast, I will just have to read it to you. So they talk about uh, the analog sticks. Play with precision. Newly designed thumbsticks provide an easy grip texture, smaller dead zone, and lighter tension. Then uh, this looks like the, uh, the uh, what do they call those, the top buttons, bumpers? Bumpers? Not the triggers. Bumpers. Or bumpers, shoulder yeah. buttons. Yeah, shoulder buttons. I call them bumpers. Yes. It says, feel the action. The new vibration motors in the triggers let you experience each hit, crash, and jolt firsthand. It's snappy and comfortable. Experience more control and more comfort with wider triggers and lighter force. Uh, make it count. Longer angles on the bumper buttons make it easier. Actually, there you go, bumper buttons. Make it easier to go from bumpers to triggers. All right. Then uh, for the, the top part of the controller, uh, pass along the phone, move around, or hand your controller to a friend. The all-new Connect will auto-pair your controller instantly. From, uh, what was it, that one video that they released a couple weeks ago, they said there was some kind of uh, infrared sensors on the top of the controller, so the Connect could actually see the controller changing hands from person to person. Then about the buttons, act fast. ABXY buttons that are slightly lower and closer together enable smooth, efficient, 
and fast interactions. You know, Mark, one thing I always think of whenever I see these uh, new controller images is that the lettering on them is just huge. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's just like the A, B, X, and Y letters, they take up the entire button. It's like, hello. It reminds me of those old phones uh, for old people with the really large buttons. That would be perfect for me. <laughs> there you go. Or I guess maybe uh, if they're really big buttons, they're good for people with sausage fingers. <laughs> All right, then uh, for the grip area, focus on fun. The overall design is dedicated for your control and comfort. Go ahead and play as long as you want. There's room to move. The battery compartment is now within the body of the controller, giving you more room to grip. So the new controller does not have that little like hump down at the bottom. Right, yeah, on the back of it. Yes. Uh, it's easy to use. The Xbox menu and view buttons are out of the way, yet easy to access. So that... Uh, that's pretty much about it. The controller does look really nice. Yeah, I, I it really does. like the look of it, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see cuz there's an Xbox I guess logo, whatever you want to call it, symbol up at the top of it. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that if they can do anything like clever or kind of neat. Well, yeah. that's got to do something because it says on there it says the Xbox menu and view buttons. So that's all three. So the Xbox is a button. It'll probably yeah. do like it does now. It'll probably do something similar, drop you to your home. It'll probably just take you right to your home page. Yeah. You know, it probably will just drop you straight there. It's the guess. quick switcher. So, but. All right, so that's the controller. Look for it paired to an Xbox One near you. Yay! It is all right. Well, I mentioned... Okay. Uh, Earlier, dead or alive. Oh, uh, his name was Phil Harrison. Oh yeah, okay. he is now. I'm like, this is someone I couldn't stand. Uh, I, I just thought he was kind of a moron too. And he left Sony, went to Atari. Somehow he ended up at Microsoft. Yeah. Years ago, I was like, when did I? Because they saw him in that Gamescom briefing. I was like, wait, 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 wait. What is he doing? Who's that guy? Why is he here? He, he joined. Um, Microsoft, uh, March of 2012, so not years ago, but a year and a half ago. He's, yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's the guy I was thinking of. But Dead or Alive okay. 5 Ultimate is coming out on September 3rd, and this is the one I actually just ordered the other day. But this thing's got, uh, in addition to new characters, stages, and modes, they're going to add, um, upgrade their grade point systems, add a new character point system, an online two versus two tag mode, and there's going to be 231 costumes to choose from when the game launches. So the character points will let you know how good an opponent is with their fighter they've selected, as well as their world ranking. Meanwhile, the four-player online tag mode will pit two teams of two players against each other, both winning players in an online tag match earn grade points which count towards unlocking new costumes so yeah already all right so okay should we talk about the next one because it's pc and mac related i think so because we're going into a digital world that's true kind of could be a hint of things to come 
Okay. All right. So EA is now offering refunds on games bought through its fantastic origin service. <laughs> A little bit of sarcasm there. A little bit. Yes. So they call it the Origin Great Game Guarantee, or OGGG. <laughs> so they'll offer you a full refund on uh, PC and Mac titles. Uh, if you're dissatisfied with any EA game within 24 hours of launching it, within seven days from purchase, or within the first seven days after a game's release date, if you pre-ordered it, whichever comes first. Basically, the gist is you go view your order history and you click request a refund. Notice that keyword request. Yeah. So I guess that's <laughs> that's different than refund. So uh, supposedly they'll take it from there and uh, either you'll be happy or dissatisfied with the game guarantee after that. Uh, it's going to be effective uh, starting August 19th. In 20 countries. So uh, you might want to keep that in mind if you buy some of their titles. Yeah, it's already in effect. Yeah. So For what? Um, seven days. days. Se- seven days. Six days. Six days. Today's 25th. Six or seven days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For about a week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Request a refund for this story. Well, the interesting right. thing I think about this is, you know, as we go digital, you know, maybe this opens the door for consoles that if you download something digitally, you know, maybe others will follow that we might have the ability, if the game really stinks, that you can get a refund on it. Yeah. So, um, so I would was, think... Hmm? This was something that was never really an option for anybody. Because usually, even at stores, if you bought a game, you couldn't return it unless it was a like exchange. Right? Yeah, it's well. Even nowadays, yeah, you can take it back, but it's a used game, and you lose half your price as soon as you take the wrapping off of it. Yeah, it's used whether you played it or not. Yep. So, yeah, this is, uh, and I mean, we don't know the details exactly how it'll work, uh, but I think it was interesting to at least see that you know EA is doing something. You know, because I, I I think they need to. They recognize that the world, if it's going to go all digital, you know, and people are going to plunk $60 down for something, you know, um, it'd be nice to be able to know that, man, this game just is horrible. I can just, let me refund it. But obviously that window has to be a small time frame. Yeah. Because you can play the whole game. Like, you know, I just played Splinter Cell. You know, I didn't get the full achievements, but I would think if it was doing on the Xbox side of the house... And if you did a refund, you'd lose all your achievement points, too. They'd probably wipe it completely from your gamer card and delete it from your library yeah. and all that so that you couldn't play it. And you didn't have a history that you did. Um, to keep people from going, oh, let me get as many gamer points as I want this day and refund the game. You know, yeah. they're not going to let you keep that, I'm sure. Buy a refund. Buy a refund. Yep. But, you know, it's interesting to see that that is starting to work its way into at least the EA Origin service. And they've done it now that SimCity and that whole debacle's over with. Imagine what would have happened with that. <laughs> There'd have been a lot of refunds that day. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. All okay, right. so that's it for the stories. All right.
Alrighty. So, jumping to community topics, uh, you can join our community on, on Facebook. Just look for This Xbox Life and request to join, and we'll grant you that privilege. Uh, got a lot of conversations going oh, on out there. It's um, yeah. it's almost getting kind of hard to follow sometimes, but I like it. There's a lot of conversation. It's not like you and I have to do anything or keep it going. People are generating their own topics. Some of them are there's awesome. a lot of stuff. I really like it. I'm I'm glad to see the community just chit chatting with each other and you know hooking up. Well, People are hooking up to play co-op games this way. Um, you know, it's a really good way to meet good people in our community. So, yes. um, if you're looking for people online and you're tired of the idiots out there, hit up our Facebook group, uh, announce, you know, introduce yourself and, you know, give us your gamer tag and people will add you and just say, Hey, I want to play Splinter Cell Blacklist co-op. Here's my gamer tag, you know, and you'll get some people that'll invite you and they're, it's a good group, man. We got some good people in our community. So, yeah. And I noticed we're just shy of 200 now. Still just shy. We've been just yeah. shy. We've been in the 190s it's, for a long time. It's, yeah, but it's it's been creeping up slowly. I'm waiting for it to hit 200. Yeah, it'll hit pretty soon. So, but uh, awesome. You can email us contact at thisxboxlife.com. Uh, you can use follow us on Twitter and send us a voicemail on our website. Uh, using your computer mic, you can drop us a voicemail if you want to ask a question or make a comment in the show. So, first off, Rob, um, Ian wrote in and says, what do you guys think is happening with the TV and media functions on Xbox One? I'm in the UK and was hoping to have had confirmation on partnership with Sky TV service, which we have over here, gone a bit quiet since the initial reveal. Have have you heard anything uh, regarding the TV portion of this? No, I just remember that initial stuff, and then everything else kind of went crazy for a while there. I don't think they've really released too much, have they? I No, yeah. I have not heard anything. Um, I'm looking through an interview with Phil Harrison. Someone else in our community posted this. I did not get a chance. I apologize. I didn't get a chance to look at this ahead of time. But uh, I thought that this they said this article pertained... Um, uh, has Microsoft finalized? Here we go. Has Microsoft finalized a content deal with Sky for the UK? Are you still in discussions? Uh, Phil Harrison said we won't. <coughs> said we will make announcements on media partnerships in due course. GamesCon is a games-focused event. We've come here with our truckload of games, and then it's time. And when it's time, we'll come with our truckload of media services at another appropriate event in the near future. So. Uh, okay, well, with regards to Microsoft's ambitions, the Sky app on 360 is very popular. If you have any ambitions to build something that is richer and deeper uh, than this, he says, so without talking about any particular partner, let me just talk about the platform capable of the HDMI import on the back of the Xbox One allows the system to take in a feed from another device, and that feed then through our system and send it out through the HDMI port. This architecture will allow for instant switching between games, TV, and other forms of media and entertainment. So there, there's really no answer yet to, to Ian's question, um, but yeah. we certainly will. Once we hear something, we will definitely talk about it in the show. Give you guys. Uh, we get a lot of listeners from over in Europe. So Yeah, I bet they're going to start releasing more information on this because they've been kind of holding back. At least the next couple weeks. <laughs> All right. Next thing's from Stuart. Uh, he writes in, I haven't played much Splinter Cell campaign. Um, 
Blair. <laughs> oh, he's Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> it's Canadian English. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he's not converting it to American English. Right why now. does it kick butt so much? I think he means with it. Why is this game so <laughs> oh, freaking awesome? Even though he hasn't played the campaign yet. Yeah. No, he's uh, Stewart's cool. Him and I talk all the time. Yeah. He's he's a, he's he's my buddy up north. Um, yep. Yes, he's absolutely Good loving guy. the game and. You know, like you said, he hadn't even played the campaign yet, but the game is awesome. He's loving it. Um, it's because it does. It kicks butt. That's why. Because it's awesome. So, Paul writes in. This best game ever. It is. Paul writes in, is anyone play, uh, planning to buy the title for both consoles, or are they waiting on Xbox One? I am planning to wait to buy Assassin's Creed 4, Call of Duty Coast, and Watch Dogs for the Xbox One. I am going to, what I've decided to do is I'm going to probably go ahead and just stick everything on my Gamefly for 360. But, um, you know, but, uh, and Xbox One, because I just, right now I got them in there, but if there's something available for Xbox One, I'm going to play it on that platform. I don't plan to do it on both. Yeah. Um, if Xbox One comes out the end of November, then I'll probably play Ghosts. I'll rent that through Gamefly. I'll play it, but then everything will transfer over to the Xbox One, and I'm going to want to go through the campaign anyway, so what I'll probably do is just play multiplayer and save the campaign for uh, the Xbox One. So, Or I'll play it through on both and get double the achievements. (laughs) I don't know. But I'm certainly not buying a title for both systems. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, What about about you, Rob? What? Uh, Yeah, I I won't get both. No way. Ain't going to (laughs) happen. Alrighty. Not even a possibility. You're not getting Peggle 2 on Xbox One and 360? Nope. Okay. No, sir. <laughs> Maybe Shadow Complex 2. Yeah, okay. If that comes up. Alright. Uh, then uh, another Paul writes in, uh, what are you guys thinking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows? I'm looking forward to this, uh, forward to this game this week. Nostalgia at its best, hopefully. You looking forward to it, Mark? Um, not really, just because I've, I've got so much other stuff sitting here, I haven't even had a chance to, you know. I don't think you've, you've played any of those, uh, I played some summer of the games, games, right? No, I have not done any of these. This one, I will probably try the demo. Yeah. This one is, because I've played some other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. My, my youngest kid wants this, um... Even though I don't know what the rating is, I should look at that. And uh, he wants me to get this because he loves watching the cartoon. Right. I don't see. It is a Nickelodeon. It's based on the Nickelodeon cartoon, so it is recent. It's based on the TV show, the cartoon that's in TV right now. So it's rated teen, but he's certainly not a teen, but it's just for violence. So it still should probably be okay for him. But we'll see. I will definitely probably download it. Okay. And then he'll want to play it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, my big nostalgia game is Flashback. Did you? So I was going to ask I, if you got that this week. Uh, I grabbed it and uh, queued it up for download uh, while I was playing uh, Brothers, but I have not tried it yet. Okay. So I'll probably load it up sometime this week and, and see how that goes. 
Uh, okay, so Andrew writes in, says there are so many cool games. Oh, excuse me for a second. I, I need a drink up here. Rob, go fetch me a drink, all right? Okay, sir. All right. So Andrew says there's <laughs> Is that so better? Many, yes, there are so many cool games coming out for 360. I can't afford to get an Xbox One yet. I will play both versions of cross-generation games. If Connect Sports isn't coming out till next year, what are we supposed to play as far as a Connect game? Will there be any mini-games available at launch? Um, I think, you know, I don't think they're going to... I'm not aware of any specific Connect titles because the well, Connect Sports Rivals is been delayed um i i don't know if there's anything else out there ign has a let me look through the ign list real quick they've got some confirmed games here i don't think there there's fighter within which is uh i believe a connect title just dance 2014 uh is a connect title I mean, all of them are going to be like, you know, better with Connect, but I don't know. Power Star Golf might be. And then there's Zumba Fitness World Party, which is probably, I'm sure that's also a Connect uh, title. But I don't know if the Power Star Golf is an arcade style golf game. It It's similar to Hot Shots, so it doesn't. Doesn't look like it's a connect game at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least it doesn't state on the information I'm looking at here. Zumba Fitness. Um, I would think so because this is you can burn up a bunch of calories, so this is going to have to be connect game, I'm sure. Because you're doing a workout, so mm-hmm. that's that's probably one as well. But, I mean, yeah. you know, you probably can still use Call of Duty or Battlefield or some of these games. You can probably still use your voice to give commands or something. I don't You know, a lot of these do stuff like that. So, that's my guess. Okay. All right. Okay, next one's from James. He goes, uh, I have decided I will be going all digital with my games on Xbox One. As my first game I'm going to be getting uh, out of the box will be a digital copy of FIFA 14. My question to you is, do you know if all day one release titles will be made available to download straight away from Xbox Live? And will yourself and Rob be going on all digital, or will you be mixing it up? I'm just done with having discs and not a lot of shelf storage. Yeah, this is something that I've been kind of wondering myself, exactly what... uh, what I'm going to be doing with this, I'm kind of leaning towards digital because I'm really bad with discs. I just leave them all over the place. I leave them on the desk and they get scratched and then I hope that they work. Because uh, just the other day I I picked up my, (laughs) I had Borderlands 2 on the desk. So I just picked it up and I, first thing I do, I pick them up and I look at the bottom (laughs) to see how bad they are. So, if I can get rid of discs, and also uh, another thing that I really despise about the discs is you have to put them in. Yeah. I'd rather not put them in. So those two things are the appeal for me. How about you, Mark? I would like to. Right now I've got three games ordered, physical disc, but 
That's just because I still to this day do not see an option to do a yeah you can't digital version if right. and you know I'm I'm assuming Microsoft's going to give us some information you know they may come out and say yeah the the versions will be available to download on day one um, and if that's the case I'll probably cancel my disc based games that are pre ordered and what I figure I'll do is I'll I will. The, the downside to this, hey, see, here's the downside. You get your console in, you don't have a game to play, you're going to have to download it. That's going to take some time, and these games are going to be huge. So you get Peggle? So you get Peggle you play first yeah. and start playing it while the others download in the background. But it, it could take, I mean, it's day one. You don't know how long you know, what kind of issues they may have with live, how, you know, how long it's going to take to download a 30 gig potential game. I mean, you know, you could be waiting five or six hours before you can play one of these games. Now, on the flip side, you're supposed to be able to play like Call of Duty or any of these games while they're installing. But the thing is, you're going to have to download it first and then install it. At least that's the way I understand. You got to download it and then install it. So when you're downloading it, you can't do anything unless it's going to be one seamless step. Then as you're pulling it down, it's actually installing it directly from the cloud. Yeah, that's kind of what I had thought. So, I mean, I don't know, but I would hate to, you know, I kind of would hate to have that on day one, not be able to get, not to be able to play anything. But I'm with you, Rob. I really would like to go all digital this time. My shelf is full. Um I've got so much stuff now on the arcades that I'm on that stuff that I've downloaded, you know, that I've got. It'd be nice just to be able to hit a button and say, "Yeah, let me play this game," and not have to get up and swap discs right. and you know, and and I've lost discs. games or find yeah. it. who borrowed this. Why is this game missing? Calling multiple people. Do you have my game? Yeah. Okay. The first three people didn't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know if they're going to be available. We we don't know. It, it sounds, my belief is everything's going to be available digitally. That was their initial plan. Right. But I can't find a way to pre-order. See, that's the stuff. If you don't pre-order it, then you're going to lose out on your bonus items. You know? Yeah. But I don't really want to... I would like to just go all digital. I'd hate, I don't really want to buy three physical copies because then it's going to be like, well, then I'm going to want physical copies because I've got some on my shelf already. <laughs> it's, it's going to be one of those stupid mindset things. So I'd like to order them digitally and get my pre-order bonuses. Yes. That's what I want. If I can't get the pre-order bonuses from digital downloads, then I might just stick with you know, retail. In physical yes. copies, I don't know. So, and I was just thinking, uh, one plan of attack that some people might want to kind of uh, pursue is the day that you get your Xbox One, you're going to be like a, a kid on a holiday. You're just going to be tearing that thing open, connecting it all up, and then you queue up your download, and then you go to your family. Family, you're more precious to me than this console. Let's go out to dinner. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm just going to push this thing over under the TV. I'm not even going to think about it. You guys are more precious to me, and you go and you have dinner with them, and then you race back home and you play your games. <laughs> yeah. 
And see, like, I'm looking at the Microsoft Store, and every all the Xbox One games, they're, they're showing it like as it's a physical copy. That's what you're ordering. Right. Not, they don't even have an option to, for... I bet you'd have to do it all through the Xbox console itself. At some point, they'll probably open it up on Xbox.com. Uh, Possibly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's but, no need to have them do that right now because the system's not out. It's still too far out. Yeah. So that means we're all going to get physical disc copies to start. Maybe. So. At least if you want it ahead of time. But he makes a good point. I would like to go all digital. I just yeah. don't see how that's an option for day one. They don't seem to have that available to us. Because, yeah, I don't expect to have it ready to go, but I would like to know that can I put a pre-order in through Microsoft saying, I'm pre-ordering these games. I want the bonuses automatically. As soon as I plug in my Xbox and turn it on day one and I connect, they start downloading automatically, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and give me my comp, my free pre-order content. That give would be me, great. Me, me. That's what I would love to see, so. We need to we need to find out that question. Maybe I should go do that question for the IGN. Ask Microsoft anything. Yeah, I should submit that if they're still taking questions. Yeah, they updated uh, last week, and we've been uh, slacking on reporting on that. It was just one week. It was just last Monday. If I All recall, if I recall, there wasn't a whole lot there to ask. I don't recall there being anything super exciting there. So. Yeah, they've only got uh, wait one, two, three, four, five, six. So we got it open here. Actually, they're real quick. We can probably just blast through them. Okay. Want to go through them? Sure. All right. First thing is, can developers still lock party chat in multiplayer games? Mark Witten. Uh, who is the chief Xbox One platform architect, responds, game developers don't have control over the party chat channel. However, they do know if a party or if a player is specifically in a party chat channel versus game chat. The next question is, with the upgraded audio codec for chat, is eight people still the maximum for party chat? Witten responds, we are looking at higher limits on party size. It will be just it will be at least eight people chatting at a time. We may either increase the number of people that will be chatting at once or potentially allow more people in the party channel if only a smaller number is chatting. Stay tuned. Now, uh, in uh, my day job, I, I work with uh, audio, phone systems, etc., and I know that uh, it does take a lot of resources to do uh, digital voice over IP uh, conferences, which is basically what this is. So that's probably why that limit is there, because it takes a lot of resources, a lot of very expensive equipment to do it. So the next question is, uh, do I need to download demos, or can I stream them? Uh, Witten responds, just like regular games, Xbox One allows you to start playing while the game continues to download. Oh, there you mm, go. Yeah, look at that. Very good, Mr. Robert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then uh, next one is, now that XBLA is not its own thing and games are simply games, no matter how they're distributed, will digitally downloaded games release on Tuesdays where XBLA, or XBLA titles uh, hit on Wednesdays? 
uh, Witten responds, games are games are games. You'll see digital content flowing into the system constantly. We will continue to run different programs like some of Arcade on Xbox 360, for instance, as well. Yeah, I think this is like, you know, there's stuff going up like on Apple and the Android Marketplace every day. I think that's what Microsoft's going to be doing now. It's just when a game's ready and it can be posted, they're going to post it. They're not going to have to wait till Wednesday to post an arcade title. And we're going to see so many more games now that they've got this developer's program. Oh, yeah. You're going to see just there's going to be so much digital game content out here now. It's This digital games is going to explode on live, dude. It's going to be huge, just like the Android and the Apple marketplace. Okay, next one is, will will we be able to have longer gamer tag names? When responds, no, we are staying with our current naming scheme for Xbox Live gamer tags. And the final question is, uh, last week you answered how long the included HDMI cable is, but how long is the Kinect cable? Uh, When response, it's three meters long. And I think that was it, right? Three meters? Three meters. That's huge. So it's like, what, just under 10 feet? That's a long ways. I mean, your Kinect is going to sit right by your TV. Well, the current Kinect had a long cable, too, didn't it? I always had it coiled up, but I know there's there's a lot of coiled up cable. That's probably about norm. So... Okay, so I guess we can download and play at the same time, so that's good. Oh, yeah. So we just need to know when are we going to get the digital... <laughs> when are we going to get them? When are they going to be able to pre-order digital digital games for day one? So. Well, I think we'll know by the end of the year. I'm going to... Let's see. It's somewhere between now and the end of the year. Yeah, no kidding. I'm going to go ahead and send them a, a message. I'm going to send IGN that message and see. If oh, there you go. Yeah. So, because I'd like to know. I really, I thought the same thing. I'd like to just go digital. So. Yeah, yeah. So, alrighty, we'll move on. Thank, good question. We'll yeah. try to get you an answer, uh, James. Uh, Joey writes in: Is anyone else disappointed by the graphics, animations, and cutscenes in Splinter Cell Blacklist? I'm enjoying the gameplay so far, but to me, the cutscenes and characters look hideous. Emotionless faces, mouths not in sync. Hair doesn't look like hair. Everything's glossy. I thought at the end of the console cycle, everything else would look top. Awesome gameplay so far, though. Yeah, I mean, the cutscenes are... <laughs> they, they need some work, but, you know, I who cares? You know, it, it is sad that that part could not be as polished as the rest of the game, but at least the gameplay, the part that matters, is nice and polished. So, But I, I agree with you, Joey. I'm, I'm thinking the same thing at pretty bad. I mean, I've seen worse, but it, it, as polished as everything else is, that was kind of surprising. So. Alright. Uh, Andrew writes in, uh, if we've heard anything about Fable HD, Ascent Hand of Call, or Illumirum. I don't think that they've really no. talked about Illumirum ever since uh, that what technology demo that they had. Yeah, that was. I haven't seen anything either. So I think yeah. Illumirum is going to be something like Connect, where it came out, you know, in the middle of the console cycle. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be one of those that you can add on if you want. I think yep. once they're ready, they'll put it out as a peripheral and add on peripheral. So, and then it'll be something that's like Connect and Illumirum will be on the next Xbox, you know, in 15 years. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Xbox Two. <laughs> Xbox One Plus. Yeah. Uh, next one is from William. He says, "Hey guys, what rare franchises would you like to see return?" Also, what other areas should Microsoft focus on in terms of exclusives? Third-person action, adventure, platformers, etc. As for Rare, I looked up... Um, here, Rob, I will... I'll shoot you the link there. You can look... If you go to the very bottom, on, at the bottom, uh, where it says external links, you can click... Just beneath the official website, it says video games developed by Rare. Click that, and you can expand it over to the right. Um in case you needed to see which games. But what I would... Never really got into any of these, to be honest. Um, I I don't know why. Um, I did play GoldenEye 007. That was a lot of fun. But what I think, if I had my choice of a game series I'd like to see come back, I'd like to see Perfect Dark come back and actually be done in in the vein of like what we can what we seeing with Splinter Cell. You know, make it a game of that type of quality um, and make it a really good spy game. I think that would be really fun. I'd like to see that. How about you, Rob? Anything in that list that uh, you'd like to see those any of those franchises come back? Mm. Besides no. the pinata, I know you like pinata to mix it up. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Yo, you stole it out from under me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's some decent titles for other platforms, but uh, at least of their Xbox stuff, nothing really stands out. Wasn't Jetpack refueled? Is that something you used to play? No. I'm thinking of Jet Set Radio, aren't I? Yes. Okay, different thing. So, okay, so that's what what we'd like to see. And uh, what was the other part of his question? What other areas should Microsoft focus on in terms of exclusives? Um, they got they got a they got a good racing game. Yes. They got. I want to see. I'd like to see more gears come out, but by the original team. Um, I wasn't. I didn't care for Judgment. Yeah. Um, shooters are good. Um, I'd like to see some more Halo RTS type of stuff. Um, like Halo Wars 2 would be would be cool. I'd like to see some of that. Um, Age of uh, Empires is a huge franchise that they own, um, and I guess they're killing it. I guess the the free to play version that they recently, I guess that's going away. But I would yeah. like to see like an Age of Empires on the, on Xbox One. I know I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, how about Flight Sim? You know, bring back Flight Simulator and. Um, they did their recent flight game. Actually, was fun. I don't know if you played that. It was actually free to download for Xbox Live, for Mike Windows, for Live or whatever, which I think is going away here. So those games won't be able to be played anymore. But flight was was a lot of fun, and I think I'd enjoy that even more if I could play with a controller on my big TV. That'd be pretty good. So I don't know. What about you, Rob? Mm. Platformers would be good. Well, yeah. They need like a Mario Bros. Yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I can't really think of anything. You just want Shadow Complex, I know. Yes, I do. <laughs> they should make like a Shadow Complex trilogy. Yeah, well, they, 
buy the rights from Epic or pay Epic a bunch of money to do it. That'd be that'd work. Yes. I'd just like to see him just keep going out and getting stuff, you know. Um, just make sure that these devs make it easy for them, make it easy to get stuff on the Xbox, you know, keep it up, and that'd be awesome. Okay. All right, John writes in, uh, if the gaming industry disappeared, what hobby or hobbies would you pick up in its place? How about it, Mark? Would, you, would that be macrame? <laughs> No, I'd spend more money on my guns. <laughs> I'd <coughs> I'd have more ammo and more more guns to shoot. <laughs> so right now it's like, hmm, I could buy a rifle or I could buy an Xbox. Hmm. Xbox wins. <laughs> Just because oh, yeah. that I can play every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't go shoot every day. Yeah, I'd probably uh, go into board gaming. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> Already there. Happily, or uh, maybe, maybe you can buy a lot of board games for five hundred bucks. Yeah, or uh, maybe like uh, remote control something, like planes or cars. Yeah. I can definitely get into that. I was going to do RC planes uh, when I was there in Illinois. I wanted to get into that, but, man, a lot talk of about expensive. Yeah. Oh, it's so much money. It is. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've taken my son up to a couple of the flying fields around uh, our house over here. And it's just amazing what these, some of these people do, like especially the helicopters. Yeah. Those, those are pretty sweet. I'd like to buy one of those. That's what I should get. I should get one of those for my kids for Christmas. Those yeah. Little, little tiny helicopters and stuff, and then I can play yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, you can get the micro ones that you can fly inside the house. Right. Just uh, as long as you don't have ceiling fans or, like, as any little breeze just sends them flying. <laughs> They got so little seal- micro ones for twenty bucks. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. I've got a little it's one. It's in that- a tiny palm of your hand. No, I don't want them that small. Yeah, no, you can. They fit in in your hand, and they charge off of USB. At least that's the one that I've got. Yeah. So it charges off charges off a computer or a cell phone. Oh, yeah, or a cell phone charger or, or whatnot. And uh, you know, you can fly it in the house, and you know, break things. Nice. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine that flew a real one inside his house. He wound up hitting a, a picture, and the rotor went through the, I don't know if it was acrylic or if it was glass, but it, it basically went through the picture and, like, partially into the wall. Yikes. Yeah. Don't fly those inside. All right. So, Esmond writes in, GTA Online, what do you think of it? Um, Rob, what do you think of GTA Online? I have absolutely no opinion. <laughs> and nor do I. Um, I never really got into the multiplayer for GTA. It, I think it looks cool, and I think it's going to be a blast. I think people that love GTA on uh, multiplayer, I think this is going to be huge for them because there's so much stuff that you can do. I like what they're doing. I think it's cool. Um, it's it's neat. I'm glad to see them do that. So uh, I know the guys, you know, GTA Five and GTA Online is the multiplayer. For GTA 5. And I believe it's going to launch, when you get GTA 5 next month, it'll be actually like a month later before the multiplayer portion is available to you in the game. But um, it looks pretty cool. So. All right, well, Rob, I don't know if you saw this. Yes, I did. And this is my favorite. This is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll let you have the honors. 
<laughs> All right, Christoph wrote in, just got an email that he never thought he would see in his lifetime. And that was an email from Raptor that says, oh, no, says, Christoph. Wait, 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 wait. He says, what? you know you're slacking when. Okay. I was going to skip that. No, you know you're slacking when. You get an email from Raptor that says what? Oh, no, Christoph. Priestar has surpassed you in Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. <laughs> Dude, nice. when I saw that, man, I was cracking <laughs> up. I'm like, that is so funny. I don't think you've ever surpassed anyone in anything. Oh, wrong. come now. <laughs> uh, hey, you're just, you got a lot going on. You don't have the time <laughs> to game. So it, it's just funny. That's That's a thing to remember right there. Yes. That's, that's like a badge of honor. That's awesome. Bob. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, Christoph. That's you our, are slacking. That was our community comment of the week. Yes, yes. That, that, I that, think of the month. That earned its very own segment of the show, community yes. comment of the week. <laughs> yes. So, all righty. Yeah, I think it. I think you should send something to Christoph. You should... <laughs> a, well, Raptor, Raptor, yeah, Raptor did it for me. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go through our. Uh, let's wrap this show up. Let's get our yeah. new topics out, and um, or new, not new topics, new releases. So the first one is Lost Planet Three. Um, this is uh, you know the third in the trilogy, or I don't know if it's a trilogy, but. It's the third one in the Lost Planet series. So it's you a think they would have found it by now. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Yeah, so, yeah, Lost Planet 3. Alright. Then uh, Madden NFL 25. Also Yay. retail. Both yes. on August 27th. So that's yeah. on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to see... <coughs> excuse me. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, how, how that's coming up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows will be available on Wednesday, part of Summer of Arcade. It's the final one, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. I think there was just four. Yeah. And uh, then on the 27th, we will have, or also on the 27th, is Killer is Dead. It's a title from uh, the, what, Suda51? Yeah. Didn't they talk about this dude on the reveal? Um, I don't recall. Hmm. I thought so. I've seen maybe it was E3 or something. I've seen. yeah, well, either the reveal or E3. Well, and then also uh, there's going to be Painkiller, Hell and Damnation on the thirtieth, and uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Two Apocalypse on the twenty seventh. Yes, and this is the grand finale to Call of Duty Black Ops 2 uh, with two all-new multiplayer maps, two fully reimagined fan-favorite multiplayer maps from past games, and the Origins, which is an epic zombie experience. So this is the last DLC pack for Blops 2. That comes out uh, August 27th, Tuesday. Yeah. So, a lot of, this is well, a fair amount of stuff this week. I'll be getting uh, the Blops 2 pack for sure. So, okay. And I'll be looking at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well this week. So, we'll see. Okay. And that is all, my friend. 
All right. If you listen to us on iTunes, please rate us five stars. Um, and uh, even if Rob surpassed you this week, <laughs> please still rate us <laughs> yes. five stars. So, um, let's let's take a uh, we'll go ahead and sign out, but then let's take about five minutes, Rob, for me yep. to do a quick spoiler cast for Splinter Cell Blacklist. And it's just going to be, I want to talk, I want to kind of rant a little bit about what they did on the end. I want to explain why I did not like the ending. Um, so if you have not finished the game, just turn it off now. If you've already played through, um, go ahead and give it a quick listen. It's only going to be a couple minutes long. And then uh, you can, you know, let me know. I'm curious what you thought. So uh, stick around after we sign off here if you want to hear that. So with that, my name is Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. I'm taking off. And I'm Rob, also known as Freestar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch y'all next week. All right, it's spoiler cast time. Come on, you gotta think of a jingle. It's spoiler. It's cast. the spoiler cast. It's spoiler cast show. Coming time to for you. Spoiler cast show. We're gonna spoil something for you. <laughs> and it's not your milk. Okay. <laughs> wow, we stink. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's all right. They don't pay us to sing. Um, yeah. So what I wanted to tell you, Rob, because I know you're probably not gonna play this game, right? Uh, I'm very intrigued. I, I think I might uh, pick it up. It's it's fantastic because I, I love the original. I, I played the heck out of it. Oh well, it, this this is a must buy game. One. It's yeah. a must buy game. But I'm gonna tell you, I don't. I probably won't ruin anything for you. But all I'm gonna say again, uh, you know, just as another warning, if you have not finished the game and you don't want to hear how it ends, stop right now because I'm about to tell you how it ends. But what I didn't like. Oh wait, I don't want to hear this. All right, well we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs> Um, so you, you get, finally you get to the last dude. Okay. You finally catch up to him. You, you track him down and you have to catch up to him. He, for, you know, you've got a, you don't have any weapons and, uh, I, I, you have to essentially jump through the dark, stay in the dark and go, um, try to get him while he's moving around this open area and shooting at you. Well, it seems like that'd be pretty logical. Okay, I get it. Um, you got to, you know, get in the dark and try to sneak up on him. The problem is it's like the lights all around the place are going on and off, on and off. So you get into a dark space, you can't stay there because the lights are going to come back on and you're going to be appeared. So you have to be real quick, really fast, trying to stay in the dark, trying to, and he's moving, running around like a crazy man. So, you finally get to him, and then you 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 hit the X button to you know take him down. You get into this fight, and there's like this quick time event, and it's really quick, and it's not immediately obvious that you got to grab this knife, right? So if you do things correctly, you grab the knife, or um, I'm sorry, the gun. Uh, you grab the gun, and then you got to shoot the guy. So you shoot him. All right, and then you separate, and for some reason you watch him walk off, run off in in a direction, and it was the opposite direction of where the paladin is sitting your airplane. So for some reason you shoot him, but you get up and you're all like you can barely move. You're all like it's like you acting like you got shot, and then like you're walking. The only way you can really move is you're kind of very slowly shuffling off to the airplane, and as you're shuffling that way. All of a sudden, out of the blue, the guy, like, tackles you. And then um, 
it was just like bam all of a sudden he comes back after you and then you again you have this like quick cut scene to fight him and it's got to be real quick just bam you gotta you gotta quickly you know that's where you're reaching for the knife and it's just like i thought that was kind of so stupid that you know you end up all this cool stuff and all of a sudden it's like you got to do this almost like platformy thing at the end where you got to try to stay in the, the shadows really fast and everything's set against you and then and i don't understand the whole point when when sam shoots him and he runs off why sam would not go after him you know, why is he like all of a sudden like he's acting like he got shot and he's like stumbling towards the airplane? I, I just it doesn't make any sense to me. And then all of a sudden he comes back and tackles you. It's just I thought it was really stupid. It didn't it just didn't make sense. Um, I don't know. I, I don't get it. So anyways, that was kind of my complaint. And it, it just kind of I felt like it just kind of left me like kind of disappointed at the very end but it wasn't enough to ruin the game i mean the game is just fantastic so but that is it and we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up because rob didn't want to hear me talk about it so he took his headset off so did you come back yet rob all right you're done there he is there he is (laughs) yes i'm done so, okay. That's it. I, I had my ears. I had my ears plugged, and I was going me 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 me, yeah. so I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Whatever. You went off, took a potty break, smoke break, moon yeah. pie break. <laughs> I Ooh, know moon pie. Mm. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's it. So, let me know what you guys' thoughts are. For those of you who listened and had finished the game, I'm curious what you thought of the ending. If you kind of felt that they chinsed out, like I just explained, um, or if you know steer me where I'm wrong and why it was so great. But um, anyways, love the game. uh, And we will be back next week with an all new show. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. Good night.